all of you here have been shaped by some way or form right from when you were a child and you just haven't figured it out yet. Welcome to the Mind Over Money podcast with Jess and James, the only podcast you need to tune into each week to grow your personal, professional and financial life. Join entrepreneur, investor and multi-award winning international speaker Jesson James as he shows you how to take control of your mind to create the life, income and career you deserve. Here's your host, Jesson James. So, values. What are values? Essentially, what values are, are things that you hold to be important to you, such as fun, loyalty, integrity, trust, honesty. Yeah, happiness, family, friends, yeah, values, all right? But where do they stem from? That's what we've got to look at. Where do values stem from? Now, typically, your values will stem from here. Friends, family, school, yeah, religion, if you have one, your environment around you, and the media, especially nowadays, social media. Yeah, with the younger kids growing up, all right? When we were growing up, we didn't really have social media per se, but these are the things that influence our values, what's important to us, right? It's just like, this is the thing that worries me about social media, especially with um, things like Instagram and stuff and things like that. The younger kids, and kids, if you're watching at home, listen to what I'm saying right now, they develop at an early age the value of needing to be important. People needing to like my posts, see me on social, follow me, yeah? Followers, likes, all this kind of stuff. And they beat themselves up, right? So the media shapes values. So social media is a bad one. So kids listening at home, let me tell you something about that, yeah? The values that you might have around social media don't necessarily need to be your reality. Okay? It doesn't matter how many likes you've got. It doesn't matter how many followers you've got. It doesn't matter how many nice comments you get. What matters is what's closer to home, not, not people online. You don't, some of you don't even know who they are, and you're worried about what they think. Yeah? So our values typically stem from here. This is where we create them as we're growing up. Now, there was a sociologist called uh, Morris Massey who come up with what he called periods of development, okay? Periods of development. Now, the first area of development was zero to seven years old. Zero to seven years old. Now, what's happening between zero to seven years old? We're like sponges as kids, yeah? We're like sponges. Remember, you're born strong, okay? You had no filters. You had no fear. Do you remember being a kid? You'd like jump off high, like off the, off the kitchen table, you'd jump off the, like, you do that now, you're like, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah? <laughs> not happening. But as a kid, you just, you've got no filters. We're like sponges. So what we're doing is, we're going around absorbing everything. And we have no filters. So we also don't necessarily know what's right, what's wrong. Now, here's the thing though. Our intuition as a, as a human still wants to keep us safe, wants to protect us. So when something bad happens to you as a child, you know it's bad, but you can't quite understand why it happened. Now think about this. Something happens to you pre-seven years old. And remember, you're innocent. Remember, this is where childhood innocence comes from. You're innocent. You don't know what's good, what's wrong. 
Yeah? You think everything's good. And then someone wrongs you. And what happens? You don't know why. So this is where deep emotional trauma begins. Because you can't quite figure out why did it happen to me? Why did that happen? You don't know. Everything's, everyone's supposed to be nice. Everyone's supposed to be good. Why did this happen to me? And you can't quite figure it out. So you take that and it starts to create these emotional wounds. Yeah? Pre-seven years old is when most of us have first experienced anger, sadness, fear, guilt, hurt, all of these kind of emotions. Yeah? But also, as a pre-seven-year-old, we don't necessarily have morals yet. This is why you see kids don't like sharing. Yeah? <laughs> mine! Give it to me! Yeah? You should see my kids always fighting over stuff. Mine! 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 And Lorna's shouting at them, share! And I'm like, you can shout at them all you want. They're like, two of them are pre-imprint period. Good luck to you. <laughs> don't have any morals. It's mine. I'm having it. Yeah? So what I'm trying to say to you is because we're like sponges, we're constantly absorbing stuff. So things get imprinted onto us during this stage. After that, we go into what's called the modeling period. The modeling period. Now, this is 8 to 13 years old. Now, during the modeling period, what happens during the modeling period is we start to try things on for size. We start to look up to certain people. Sometimes it's our teachers. Sometimes we look up to our teachers more than we look up to our parents. Now, during this time, modeling means we're copying. It doesn't mean we're going to carry on doing this for the rest of our lives, but we're trying stuff out. We're specifically trying to copy people who might be a little bit kind of inspirational to us. Okay? So we've got no, an imprint period. We're not quite sure what it is. We're just absorbing everything. We don't have any values per se. 8 to 13, we're going to try them on for size. We're going to try them on for size. How does it feel? Okay? Now, during this time, you'll see a lot of things going on, like your parents using strategies to cope with some of the emotional wounds you experienced when you were pre-seven. So if you felt sadness when you were pre-seven, you might, when you get to 8 to 13 years old, Watch how your mum or dad responds to sadness. And if they drink, get drunk, tearful, this kind of stuff, what might you end up thinking is the strategy? The same. Remember, it's not set in stone. You're trying it on for size. Okay? Have, you, have you ever seen some kids who come from dysfunctional backgrounds, like the, the mum and dad are, are drunks, alcoholics and stuff? Have you seen like, there's like eight-year-olds smoking and drinking? And like, it's crazy, right? It's not the kid. They see their mum stressed, so the kid feels stressed. Look, understand something. If you have a stressed parent, you'll have a stressed kid. If you have a stressed kid, you'll have a stressed parent. That's how it works. So what do they do? They model it. They try it on for size. Now, sadly, some kids at that age think, I like this outfit. I'm going to carry on wearing it. And then they go off. Yeah? And they carry on doing that stuff during that period. Okay? Some kids don't like it and won't do it. It's absolutely fine. They'll model somebody else instead. Yeah? Have you ever seen sometimes when, when some, some children have got, um, maybe got some issues going on at home with their parents, they, they actually look forward to going to school and meeting some of the teachers. They start to befriend some of the teachers and get a bit closer because that's the role model for them. 
Yeah? So they've tried that strategy. They didn't like it. Yeah? I don't like screaming and shouting at home. I want peace. So my teacher doesn't scream and shout at me, so I'll hang out at school more. Yeah? And then that can be a good thing, because then they go off and study and do good things. Yeah? But they also forget to look back at what's happened and how it served them. Now, once we've gone through the modeling years, we then move into what's called the socialization period. The socialization period. This is when, now 13 to 21, we start really getting into things. We start looking for people who we like. We start hanging around with people where we want to fit in. We want to belong to something. So you'll start to see at school and university, what do we do? We start hanging around with certain people. Yeah? Like you want to hang around with the cool kids. Right? So, so have, you, have you ever noticed that when you were a child, you got to a certain age and you realized something wasn't cool anymore? Rajan, have you experienced that before? You got to a certain age and something wasn't cool. Anyone at home? Yeah? You got to a certain age and you realized that something wasn't cool anymore. If you look back, it's typically between 13 and 21 that you realized that isn't cool. So what do you look for? Something that's cooler. What are other people doing? Yeah? So here's, here's what happened to me. In my modeling stage, I was like, I like my teachers. They're nice people. I want to study more. I want to learn more. I want to do more. I want to be a good boy. And then I got to 13, and I realized that that ain't cool. That isn't cool. In fact, Peter's here. is one of my, my oldest school friends, and Trevor there as well. We went to the same school, and he'll tell you, being a, a nerd in school where we grew up wasn't cool. You get your ass kicked if you're, if you're a study, study like bunny, like you like going around reading books all the time. You get uh, kicked. So it wasn't cool. So what did we do instead? We started modeling other people. People doing gangs, drugs, mucking about, messing about, missing school, all that kind of stuff. Because we thought it was cool. And it wasn't. But you've got to do it. This is why I say to you, parents, sometimes you're trying to force your kids not to do something. Well, sometimes they need to do it to do what? Learn. Otherwise, you won't let them follow their destiny. Yeah? Don't get me wrong. You should set them up in the right way. You should give them the right path. But don't be so hard on them. Because at the end of the day, all of you here have been shaped by some way or form right from when you were a child, and you just haven't figured it out yet. Some of you haven't even figured it out right now. I don't think any of us have truly figured it out. I don't think we have. So it's okay. Do you know most people haven't got their act together till they're like 50 years old anyway? So don't worry about it. Don't be so hard on yourself, okay? Some older than that. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is these are the different periods that happen in our lives as that where we you know, get our values and start to build who we are. Now, the one that we're area that we're going to focus on a lot more whilst we're here is the imprint period. This is what we're going to focus on a lot more whilst we're here. Because in that area are the hidden nuggets and the gems and all of the things that... You guys are raffling, raffling. Who's raffling, raffling stuff? It's, it's <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is during this time here, zero to seven years old, a lot of you have picked up dysfunctional behaviors that you're unaware of. 
You've also picked up certain patterns that you thought were okay. You've also deleted certain life events from here because they hurt too much. But understand this, only when you turn and face what's happened to you will you truly get the learning from it and let it go. Right? Remember, what did your unconscious mind do? It brings up memories and says, hey, you ready to deal with me yet? And what do you do? You go, hell no. Get away. Stay away from me. I don't want to know. All right? So we're going to do a values exercise right now. So everybody at home as well, get your pens ready. Everyone get your pens ready. We're going to do an exercise right now. So I have a few questions for you. Number one, what is important to you about your relationships? Write it down. What's important to you about your relationships? And when I say relationships, I'm going to be specific here. Life partners and other relationships like friends and uh, professional relationships. Okay? Not children. Not children. There's another question in a moment. Okay? When I say relationships, I'm not talking about family immediately. I'm talking about either your partner, it's technically family, but your partner relationship. Yeah? Relationships with professionals, so clients, colleagues, whatever it might be. And relationships with friends. What's important to you about them? So, um, people at home, if you do have some questions, team, can you do me a favor? Can you pick some of the good ones? Yeah? Plonk them down here on the screen for me, and I'll answer them towards the end of the session. Because I think there's some good ones coming up here that all of us can benefit from. Okay? Same for you guys. If you have a question, just park it, write it down, ask me afterwards. Okay? Right, next. What's important for us about our family? This is where I'm talking about kids. Yeah? Parents. Siblings. So like immediate. Okay? Please don't take this the wrong way when I say your partner is an immediate family in that sense, a blood-related, okay? So this is why I'm family separate. What's important about family? Write it down. Should they always support each other? Next, what's important about your business stroke career? So if you're in business, what's important to you about that? If you're in a job, what's important to you about that? So things such as stability, Security, freedom, happiness, joy, fulfillment, satisfaction. Now, just to give you some context around why I'm asking you to do all of this is because I want you to become aware of your values. And then later on, we're going to sound check as to whether we're actually living according to our values. Because I believe some of us have actually given up on our values. For example, especially in business and career, I see this a lot. Like, like, if you want your business to be fun, if that's important to you, some of us are not really enjoying our business at times. Or we're working with clients that don't make us happy. Yeah? So I'm, I'm doing this on purpose so you can bring up what's important to you, so you can look at, with all due respect, where you sold out. I liked what they did with the screen just then. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was all... It was all there we go. Look at that. Can you see that? <laughs> Isn't that cool? <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Good. Finances. What's important about your finances? What's important to you about your finances? Money. Money in your life. Yeah. Yeah. What's important to you about money? Does it bring you freedom? Does it bring you options, choices, variety, security? And I, and I want you to be honest with yourself. If, if you don't think having money is fun, that's fine. Don't write it down because there's a reason that's happening. Health. 
What's important to you about your health? What's important to you about your health? Is it important to stay healthy so that you can look after your family? What's important to you about your personal development or personal growth? Do you feel it's important to keep growing? I'll give you a perfect example. If you attend seminars or read books on development or constantly watch videos and feed your mind a lot, other people around you might think you're mad. Yeah? <laughs> right? But is it important to you? And if so, write down why. Write down why. Despite what other people think. Now, for me, it's important for me to keep on growing, keep on pouring into myself, keep on learning. Is because for me, I understand that if you're not growing, you're dying. In my mind. That's, that's my belief. It becomes stale. It becomes stagnant. And because of that, it holds me back in wanting to grow. Very important for me. This is why I love what I do now. I get to teach and absorb at the same time. Because you learn what you teach. So I really enjoy this stuff. It's really important to me. Personal growth, personal development. Yeah? Next. Spirituality. Spirituality. This could be anything. This could be religion. This could be how you feel about the world. Are you spiritual or not? If it's not important to you, fine. Don't force yourself. But what's important to you? Faith? Is faith important to you? Is staying grounded important to you from a spiritual perspective? Remaining humble? Good. So, keep all of these handy because you'll need them later on. All right? So keep those handy. Make sure you've got them marked or noted somewhere because you're going to need these later on. Anyone discover anything interesting about themselves whilst they were doing that process? Did any of you discover that there are certain values that perhaps you're not really living up to? Yeah, some of you may have seen that, right? Some of you at home as well, maybe you wrote down some things that you looked at and go, hang on, this is important to me in my relationship with my partner, but I don't see it. And I'm not saying, that, by the way, at home, this doesn't mean you go off and get a divorce now, okay? This is not what I'm asking you to do, right? I'm just asking you to become aware of them. Become aware of them. So one of the questions we've got here is, um, I really like challenging when I'm working for other people, yet it's hard and I don't enjoy it when it's my business is challenging me. So, raise your hand if sometimes you'll do something for somebody else more than you do it for yourself. Look around you, right? Everybody at home? Yeah? So, here's why. It's because you don't want to let somebody else down. It's okay to let yourself down. Why? Because it's you. Yeah? Other people you don't want to let down. Why? Because of what they might say about you. That's why. So, here's the thing. Um, whoever wrote that question... It's normal. You're not on your own. There's other people out there. Clearly, everybody else here has done that before. Okay? You find it hard to focus and, and, and do your own stuff, but you'll do it for everybody else. Right? That's normal. 
because you want to please people. Yeah? And raise your hand if you've ever done a good deed, like you helped an old lady cross the road or something like that. Yeah? How good did it feel? Amazing. Yeah? Well, here's what happens to your body chemically when you do something good. It releases a hormone, a chemical called oxytocin. And oxytocin is like a feel-good drug. And guess what about oxytocin? It's addictive. You want more of it. So have you ever like, helped someone and, and, and then you felt really good inside? You had this really good feeling? What did you want it to make you do more of? Same thing. Yeah? And for the whole day, you're suddenly the most helpful person in the world. Okay? Well, let me tell you something about giving and helping other people. It's the most selfish thing you can do. Because who really benefits when you give? You. And there's nothing wrong with that. Be selfish. It's absolutely fine. But the reason why some of us don't do stuff for ourselves is because there's no recognition sometimes. That's why we don't. You're not getting the hit. You're not getting hit of oxytocin. It's not coming in when you do it for yourself. Yeah? But you do it for somebody else. So we've got to find a more functional way of getting you over these things, all right? And that's what we're going to look at whilst we're here. I've got some really, really cool questions to ask you at the end of today. That's really going to set your mind ahead for the next year. Because whilst we're here this weekend, we're also going to be, we're, you know, good timing. We're in December. So tomorrow, I'm going to do some really, really cool planning with you for next year and some really, really cool vision planning and mapping out what you're going to be doing next year in all areas of your life. So it's going to be really, really cool, okay? So good. Now... Let's move on. We're going to come back to values later on. Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mind Over Money podcast. I have an invitation for you right now. If you would like to learn how to become a world-class public speaker, maybe you'd like to be, be someone who goes out and shares your gift with the world, makes, it, makes this world a better place, motivate, inspire people. Or maybe you'd like to be someone who's, who's got a business and you learn how to grow that business through selling one-to-many on the stage. Wherever you are, whether you're looking to motivate people or grow your company, public speaking is one of the best tools you can use. And I I'm grateful and blessed to have trained thousands of entrepreneurs in this and having been on multiple stages myself, sharing my message with thousands of people globally, I feel I'm blessed and skilled to be able to share that with you. Now, look, somewhere around the description, there's a link. Click on it, get yourself booked in and have a conversation with one of my team. During that conversation, they'll discuss what kind of speaker are you and what you could be. For example, are you a motivational speaker or are you a business speaker, a speak-to-sell speaker, or are you just going to look at becoming a trainer? Because look, hey, we're looking for more. We're always looking for more speakers and trainers and people that we can bring into our team as well. They'll also identify what your income goals could potentially be over the next 12 months once you qualify as a professional speaker. Look, because look, it might be great for you to go out and help people, but you may as well get paid for it as well. All right, so we'll discuss that with you on the Call. So look, jump on the call, speak to my team, find out which is the best option for you and get involved in this beautiful craft called public speaking. And I promise you it will bring you the most fulfillment ever. So go ahead in the description, click on the link and book yourself in with one of my team right now. You've been listening to the Mind Over Money podcast with Jess and James. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on all the channels, links in the show notes. Please also leave a review and visit www.jessandjames.com to find more resources on how to create the life you deserve.